Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. This is unusual, Ken. Go on. We're actually doing a, a proper film. <laughs> I say proper film. A film that doesn't have like futuristic motorcycle bikers with sticks up their arse. Yes, this is very much grounded in reality, isn't it, this one? (laughs) (laughs) I consider films where the dubbing actually makes sense as proper films nowadays. I'm going to put a disclaimer out right now. Go for it. Okay, fucking love this film. Absolutely love all of the Rambo films. Uh, We are not suggesting that this is a bad movie and is therefore terrible. We are suggesting it is ridiculous but brilliant dear bad movie cult (laughs) when oh when this happened with demolition man didn't it i don't know whether it's a stallone thing i don't know whether it's connected to him but uh no absolutely love this film it's brilliant i I watched it again for this and uh god it's just fucking enjoyable the whole thing it goes by so quick it's just fantastic it's non-stop as well brilliant loved it the end. Thank you. Join yeah. us next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the George P. Cosmatos 1985 Rambo First Blood Part 2. Joint Army, 6th June, 69. Accepted Special Forces. Helicopter and language qualified. Expert in light weapons and guerrilla warfare. His mission, to locate American POWs in Vietnam. Think you'll find someone? POWs? Now, double-crossed and left behind enemy lines. You're the one who's making the mistake. Yeah, what mistake? Rambo. No man, no law. No war can stop him. Sylvester Stallone is back. As Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. It was the first one to be called Rambo. Although, obviously, now everyone just calls the first one Rambo. Yeah. But it's not called that. It was based on the novel, wasn't it? Yeah. He dies at the end of the novel, doesn't he, Rambo? Oh, spoilers. Jesus Christ. Oh, give, sorry. give people time to read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this film uh, I first watched on the day of my grandmother's funeral. I was deemed too young to go to the funeral and would have found it upsetting. So myself, my younger sister and a, a cousin of mine who was slightly older um, went to the video shop and we we rented Rambo First Blood Part 2. And that cheered us up. And, you know, when everyone got home from the funeral, they asked how we'd been and everything. We said, fine, we got a video. And they said, what did you get? And we told them. And they all watched it with us again. We watched it again. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, yeah, go on then, let's put that on. And we watched it again a second time, same day. Fantastic. That's the memory I have, you see. So it's not not that I hate the film at all. It's not a bad movie whatsoever. But... 
God, there's so much ridiculousness going on in this film. It's Sylvester Stallone, who uh, also wrote the screenplay. He plays John Rambo. He wrote the screenplay along with James Cameron. Yes. (laughs) How How about that? James Cameron claims that he only wrote the first draft of the screenplay and Stallone made loads of changes to it. <laughs> he only wrote the first line. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, he originally paired Rambo with a humorous sidekick. Oh, God. And fleshed out the prisoner or, uh, prisoners of war with elaborate backstories that were to be revealed over the course of the film. However, Stallone reportedly didn't like that the sidekick got all the cool dialogue. And also scrapped most of the prisoner war backstories to the point where Cameron claimed that they might as well have gone to the jungle to pick up a six pack of beer. <laughs> God damn it, is there beer out there? When the film was re- <laughs> Come on, Tom, let's go. <laughs> when the film was released, the political content of the movie was considered controversial, with many feeling that the Vietnam War was altered to look and sound heroic. Cameron commented that the that he only wrote the action and that Stallone wrote the politics. Yeah, there is quite a fair bit of politics in there, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue. Um, but then again, there was in the first one. I think the, yeah. fir- the, fir- the first one's massively political. That's the whole point. Yeah. That was the, that was the point. Yeah. Fir- the I fir- guess that's the point of the book, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, true. <laughs> and he just recaps bits of it in this one. Yeah. I mean, Stallone said that he spoke to a lot of Vietnam vets and got their take on it, which is, like, the, the last monologue at the end Rambo saying to um, Troutman before he walks off is, is pretty much the sentiment that he got from all the, the vets which we'll talk about later uh, to prepare for the role Stallone did eight months of training four hours a day he took SWAT combat archery and survival courses I was gonna say what training he's already like quite looked yeah. after isn't he <laughs> oh on the on the sidekick the comedy sidekick oh god do you know what his Rick name Rick Moranis was no it? do you know was what gonna be Rob Schneider again do you know what the character's name was gonna be um, no. Skippy. <laughs> Rambo and Skippy. <laughs> no. Skip. Come on, James. Skip Skippy. M- Mr. Cameron. Uh, that's not yeah. true. I just made that up. No, However, <laughs> the producers of the film did have an actor in mind to play that sidekick before uh, Stalin got rid of it. Do you know who the actor was? Um... Was it 85? Belushi. No. Um, No, he's the only one I can think of. John Travolta. Jesus. After Saturday Night Fever. No. But would he have been wearing his uh, white suit? (laughs) He had a white headband (laughs) in the jungle. (laughs) Just dancing down the fucking... Yeah, no one can shoot him because he just doesn't stay still. Imagine John Travolta in a Rambo film. <laughs> He's a bloody hair. It would get messed up, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, Stallone's is feathered beyond belief in this. Yeah, it's I know. pretty cool. He looks fantastic in this. Stephen Burkoff's in it. Plays Russian Lieutenant Colonel Padovsky. Yeah, it's, it's it's a weird dynamic, to be honest, because obviously uh, you got the Vietnamese, you got the Viet Cong, if if that's what they're just called all the time. I don't know whether that was a... They are in this. I was going to say, I'm not sure whether that was just a Vietnam War thing, or yeah. whether that's just what their army's called. But, um, yeah, but I don't know. Are they the real bad guys, or are the Russians the real bad guys? Or are we just saying they're both pretty shit? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I think we're just lumping them all in. They're all we? together, aren't they? They're all in the same camp. Padovsky originally was supposed to be played by Dolph Lundgren. And when Stallone realised that he was also signed on to play um, Drago in Rocky Fall, they paid off his contract and got Burkoff in. Bloody hell, that's, that's easy money, isn't it? 
Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, he, obviously, Stephen Burkoff, um, he also played the main villain a year earlier in Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, yeah. A he film. Seems, he's very good, actually. He's playing a bad guy, isn't he, Burkoff? Yeah. He's like, uh, like top level back then. Yeah, and of course, Beverly Hills Cop was originally a, a vehicle for Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Stallone's version of Beverly Hills Cop was subsequently reworked to become Cobra. Cobra, I was going to say. Surely it's Cobra. And Stallone's follow-up collaboration with George P. Cosmatos after this film was Cobra. So he he did that one as well, as well as this Rambo film. God, it's all connected, isn't it? It's like a little spider's web over there. And another fun fact on Burkhoff, this is his second time portraying a Russian villain... His first time... It was Bond, wasn't it? It was. Octopussy. Yeah. Yeah, you've got Richard Krenner. He's back as Troutman. Yeah. Fantastic. He gives us all the backstory we ever need, oh, doesn't he? he? He gives us so many good lines about how badass Rambo is. You've got a great performance from Charles Napier as Murdoch. To be honest, right, Charles, Charles Napier and Brian Dennehy from the first one, I always just assumed were... I don't know, kind of related. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always did. It was just like a, the same guy, isn't it? Yeah, he's great in this. Yeah, yeah, he is. Julian Nixon as Co Bao in their first feature film, yeah. and of course our old friend, our old friend back <laughs> Here from he is. back from the woods in his office, Martin Cove as Erickson, of course Sensei Crease from uh, Karate Kid. I think. I, well, I was going to say, this is probably where he got that photograph from whilst he was on set here. Yeah. But I think uh, it was Karate Kid 84. Before this. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, honestly, I was there thinking, he's probably just took a picture whilst he's on set, used it in Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, obviously not. It was uh, timelines. Stallone ranked his Rambo films, and when he ranked them, he ranked this one fourth, his least favourite, as it was cartoon-like. Yeah, and that's why we're doing this one. <laughs> I'm not touching the other ones. No, it's got for maybe three, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say like three. three more than this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Why? Because he throws a goat into a hoop. <laughs> Is that his criteria for rankings? That's how I rank stuff. It's got an IMDb rating of 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes rating of 33%. So not liked by the critics, but liked by the uh, the audience. Yeah, by 6. us. 5. Exactly, yeah. It's high made for, for us, isn't it? Fuck the critics. He's not making it for them, is he? That's high for uh, for this podcast, 6.5 out of 10. What's, what's Rambo 3? You don't know, do you? Sorry for springing that question <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, but then again, he also re- he Find remade... Find out in that episode. <laughs> he remade... Uh... Rocky Four, though, didn't they say he wasn't happy with it? And he's, he's done that again because he said, but that was like the most popular of the Rocky franchise. Mm-hmm. And he remade it because he wasn't pleased. I watched the remake. It's, uh, well, the sorry, the reboot, rehash. What was this a pot? Uh... Rocky Four with uh, Lundgren. He remade it. Yeah. Yeah. He's put a director's cut out, hasn't he? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's not actually remade, yeah. he's not shot yeah, it he, again, no, but he's, he's put a director's so cut out, hasn't he? He did, yeah, and it was not... It was all right. It's okay, but... but it's just extra montages, is that really what he thought? I'll tell you what this needs. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> More of me driving yeah. in a car. Exactly. What's I mean, point? obviously, fuck the robot, but come on, I mean... <laughs> hey. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Paulie did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that robot's in Rotor, you son of a bitch. Got promoted to... got a captain's yeah, got hat on. police captain. Uh, the plot of this film, Ken, I've got it for you. Go on. Rambo returns to the jungles of Vietnam on a mission to infiltrate an enemy base camp and rescue the American prisoners of war still held captive there. Mm-hmm. It does seem unlikely, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Although, obviously, I mean, there, there was rumours, wasn't there? There was... Uh, they did actually say that at the time of filming, there were close to two and a half thousand Vietnam vets still missing in action. My God. Missing in action, by the way, the Chuck Norris trilogy. It gets mentioned in my notes more than one. Superb. Got some taglines for you? Go on then. No man, no law, no war can stop him. No woman, no cry. <laughs> no, no woman. They sent him on a mission and set him up to fail, but they made one mistake. They forgot they were dealing with Rambo. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Just sitting there like... It was a bit long-winded, isn't it, that one? <laughs> the most dangerous man in the world is back. Oh, is that it? Oh, wow. Okay. like that one? No, that is. It's all right. And the, obviously the most famous one, the best one, what most people call hell, he calls home. Yeah. Troutman says that, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. I love that bit. That's yeah, the, uh, it is. It's one of those where you just like... We need to tell people how Holy much of a badass. Shit. We need to tell people how much of a badass he is. Yeah, I love that. And a lot. last but not least, Ken, because I, I liked that you brought this to the podcast. We've got some keywords. Oh yeah, okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I like this. Uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five of them for you. Hit me with them. We've got loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Testosterone. Mm. Male objectification. Okay. Bare butt. <laughs> and of course, which is why Ken wanted us to cover this one, bare-chested male bondage. <laughs> yeah, they are all of the things I would have picked out about this film. <laughs> it's the ones yeah, I picked out for my, my only notes, in Blowing fact. cloth. <laughs> <laughs> you read out my only notes. <laughs> I'm not it was sure. on Ken's uh, shopping list for this week. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, uh, I've got the live, laugh, love. Uh, I've got all of those words just on my wall. <laughs> An inspirational message to myself. <laughs> Is that, was that just on, what, IMDb? Or was yeah. that on uh, homosexual film viewers? <laughs> well, no, no, whatever you do on your website, it's up to you, Ken. I go on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd recognise it, that's all. Anyway, let's crack into it. This set this film set around three years after First Blood. John Rambo he's in a he's in a prison like hard labour. Yeah, he got sent away, didn't he, after that first one? I've actually written down breaking rocks in the hot sun. He fought the law and the the law won. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's how we start off. Yeah, he's in a quarry. He's doing hard time. Yeah, he's being watched. He's being ogled. He is by a man in sunglasses. <laughs> Many, many men in sunglasses at this point. He gets a visit from his first commander, well, his former commander, Colonel Sam Troutman. Yes. He says to him, John, I'm sorry they sent you to this hellhole. And because, obviously, he's been in Vietnam, he says, I've worth. <laughs> oh, man, I hope you're not going to do that all the way through. <laughs> yeah, he says, I've seen worse. Fucking shut up. <laughs> Yeah, he says, I've seen worse anyway. And he says, yeah, you have, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why he said it. Yeah, that's why I said it, yeah. He says, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah, just leave. <laughs> uh, Troutman offers Rambo the chance to be released from prison. Yeah, I think he only piques his interest when he says the word mission. Because mm. he's not that interested, is he? Although that's his uh, thousand yard stare. 
Yeah, he says, you can't possibly want to stay here for another five years, John. And Rambo says, at least in here, I know where I stand. I love all this kind of dialogue yeah, he has brilliant. about Vietnam. Honestly, and like, he's got he's, everything he says. It's just like, you might as well be looking off into the yeah. distance at he all times. He doesn't, he doesn't laugh much, does he, Rambo? <laughs> That's not one of the key words, is it? Laughter. No. <laughs> Quite right, too. But uh, Troutman's offered it, offering him a presidential pardon. Uh, potential. Yeah, he does say it's only potential. He um he says that uh, Rambo is one of three names that the computers brought up. One of three people most able yeah. to complete this mission. Yeah, who were the other two? Do you think? Got him. Go on, Chuck Norris. Obviously, Chuck Norris's beard. <laughs> Obviously, I was going maybe Aaron Norris. We nearly sent Chuck Norris's beard in, but uh... <laughs> Chuck wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Not without him going to. <laughs> yeah, the insurance would be through the roof. Yeah. I, I just thought that was good, that we it was one of three. Yeah. Plus, when you hear what the mission is, why only three? What the hell's this computer doing? Obviously, the computer's the size of a small building when we get to it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, only three people, and he's one of them. Presidential pardon on condition of taking the mission, which is to infiltrate Vietnam, to search for the American prisoners of war that are still rumoured to be held there by the Viet Cong. Yeah, he says, you know the layout of that camp better than anybody, even though it's been 14 years since he was there because <laughs> yeah. he actually name checks it 71. 71, yeah. So as as uh, Troutman's leaving, Rambo says, sir, do we get to win this time? And he says, this time, it's up to you. Which I don't think it is, to be honest with you. There's a lot of pressure on Rambo. Well, yeah, but when you find out what the mission is, it's like, (laughs) not really winning at all, is it? It's taking some photographs, (laughs) (laughs) as we get to. But uh, yeah, they're building it up to be an incredible mission. Opening credits roll, Rambo in flames. It's brilliant, honestly. Yeah, the whole credit scene's fantastic. You get helicopters flying with the sunrise or sunset, not sure. All very apocalypse now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very long credit. (laughs) It's like one of those easy listening videos on YouTube. (laughs) American Eagle! (laughs) Mentioning that later. Uh, We get a helicopter, it lands, and Rambo's in there. Now, red flag... Martin Cove. <laughs> there's, your, there's your red flag straight away. You'd be like, oh, shit, not the guy from Karate Kid. Captain Crease. Yeah. Oh, God, I knew he was out here, but Jesus, not him now. Captain Crease is disarming old women and throwing him over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he actually talks to him and says, glad to have you on board. you got quite a reputation. Rambo just totally ignores him. <laughs> yeah. And, Cap- and uh, he just ends up staring at him as they walk. Yeah, he just stares at him, not even looking where he's going. And he said, he says to uh, Troutman, "Who's this pip squeak?" <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Troutman's no. already in the in base camp. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then we see Charles Napier, which red flag. There's another red flag <laughs> for you there. You've got two red flags as well. Wait till Burkoff turns up. <laughs> You've got the unholy trinity right there. <laughs> it's Marshall Murdoch, of course. Of course it is. He's an American pencil pusher, a bureaucrat. He's in charge of the operation. He's got a right-hand man, uh, which we've met, which is Crease, and also another one called Lifer. Is that just the Shades guy? Yeah. Yeah. It's Shades from, uh, yeah, I was going to say Shades yeah, from, from Shades from Hard Ticket. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's called Steve Williams, the actor, and this is his only film role. I think it's very believable. It's not, not bad for a, for a one and done, is it? Rambo 2. Yeah. Yeah. They're freelance military contractors. 
you know, like Hulk Hogan was in that. That'd been great, <laughs> wouldn't it? If he, it's like, then these are my two henchmen. What were they called in that fucking? Hard, oh no, he was hardball, wasn't he? Hardball and Cra- crazy horse. <laughs> yeah, this hardball. is crazy horse and cobra. Cobra. Uh, Murdoch gives us some Rambo stats. We yeah, got very good stats. Rambo John Jay, born seven six forty seven in Bowie, Arizona, of Indian German descent, joined the army in sixty four. Accepted special forces specialization, light weapons, cross-trained as medic, helicopter and language qualified, 59 confirmed kills, two silver stars, four bronze, four purple hearts, distinguished service cross, and a medal of honor. Yeah! (laughs) Yep, but in prison, smashing rocks. And a silver swimming certificate. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Which means he could do two lengths of the pool. He can pick up a brick in his pajamas <laughs> from the bottom of the pool. Hey, that's useful. Uh, Murdoch tells Rambo that the American public is demanding knowledge about the prisoners of war, and they want a trained commando to go in and search for po- them. Hang on a minute. 59 confirmed kills. Is yeah. that all? Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a bit weird. That, that's yeah. a low number, isn't it? Yeah, he kills more in two days here than he did in the whole of the Vietnam War. <laughs> And there isn't even a war going on in this point. At no. this point, <laughs> it's like there's peace. He's killing more. That's murder. He's murdered more people in this film than he killed in open warfare. Anyway, carry on. He's a hero. He's briefed that he only needs to photograph the prisoners of war and not to rescue them. Yeah, under no circumstances are you to engage the enemy. He's not happy about that, to be honest. Yeah, it's because you know, he's a killing machine. Murdoch tells us, you know, it's because of the um, unstable situation between the USA and Vietnam yeah. at the time. He actually says, well, I'm supposed to leave them there. Yeah. Yes, is the answer, actually. Yes, you are. Uh, Murdoch tells us about his own experiences in Vietnam and how he knows how Rambo and every other vet feels. God damn it. He says, maybe the government and certain segments of the population didn't care, but my committee cares and they want exclusive proof they're being held. Troutman tells him he's going to... He's going in strictly solo, and therefore he'll have more equipment to take than he's used to, and he has to be sure he uses it. He says, don't go the blood and guts route. Mm-hmm. Let the technology do most of the work. Yeah. That uh, doesn't actually go according to plan, does it, that bit? No. No, in no way whatsoever. He goes very much the blood and guts route. <laughs> yes. He says, for, imagine if he didn't and it was just watching him take photos and go back to base. Well, there have been films like that, though, haven't there? I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> He says, forget the war, remember the mission, the old Vietnam is dead. Oh, yeah, go on, Rambo, give us a line. He says, stir, sir, stir. <laughs> He's, uh, they're cooking <laughs> together. He's making a cake <laughs> before he leaves. <laughs> he says, sir, if I'm still alive, it's still alive. That's brilliant. All of it's brilliant, honestly. The dialogue's fantastic. To the control centre. Anyway, yeah, computers galore. The world's most advanced weapons and intel at Rambo's disposal. (laughs) (laughs) It is who it is. It's just like a room full of one computer. Yeah. It's incredible. Rambo, though, he's old school. He says he's always believed that the mind is the best weapon. Oh, yes. Times change, says Murdoch. And then Rambo with a great line, for some. Yeah. See? Everything he says. It goes back to Vietnam, doesn't it? Absolutely everything. (laughs) Come on, James Cameron. Look at your comedy characters coming in here. That's ridiculous. Travolta just fucking dancing around the place now. (laughs) Oh, my God. You should be dancing. (laughs) Uh, Rambo's told that a CIA informant named Ko Bao will be there to receive him in the jungles of Vietnam. 
Uh, Murdoch questions Troutman on Rambo's mental state if he'll crack under pressure because he doesn't think that he's listening. He's no, just sort of he's, looking he's around, just looking at the computers, going, oh, "Yeah, pretty lights." But he does mention Cobar to just just so we know that he actually was listening. And when he mentions, he says, "Will he crack under pressure?" Troutman gives us the yeah, monologue of how badass. Honestly, this is superb. This has got to be where Seagal gets all his from. Got to be, hasn't it? Where he's just like somebody else will tell you how fantastic the hero is. Come. He's still not unbalanced from the war. We can't afford to have anybody involved in this mission. We might crack under pressure in that hell. Pressure? Let me just say that Rambo is the best combat vet I've ever seen. A pure fighting machine with only a desire to win a war that someone else lost. And if winning means he has to die, he'll die. No fear, no regrets. And uh, one more thing. What you choose to call hell, he calls home. Yeah. What you choose to call death, he calls life. <laughs> what you choose to call lunch, he calls dinner. And what you choose to pronounce tomato, he pronounces tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes on. He goes on for about an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and what you choose, just not non-stop, just keeps going. And we get some oiled up close-ups now of Rambo's yes, arms. He's the best. He's tooling up. He's got his knife. He's got everything he needs. Yeah, he's not quite as good as Commando, I don't think. No, but uh, surely this this is one of the first ones where it's like a, a, like proper over the top. Mm. What was Commando? What year was Commando? Do you know that? Eighty. One? Commando was eighty-five. Eighty-five. It? Yeah, it was eighty-five as well. Yeah. So this is like the same year. This this was the year when. Muscle-bound, oiled-up guys can do literally anything at all and just go and kill huge hundreds of people on their own. Yeah. Brilliant. It was like you just broke the seal of this is what you can now just get away with in a film. That's, that's why we're covering this one, because it's just superb. Commando, yeah. we'll, we'll come to that another day. <laughs> yeah. He's getting his guns ready. He's, got his, he's getting his camera, <laughs> getting his snaps developed. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is isn't he? He's yeah. checking his camera, making sure that zoom works. <laughs> getting his bow and arrows done. He's got explosives. And then his camera. <laughs> I like the fact that his explosives are kept in a little box that say explosives. Yeah, as well, well, in case he forgets what that is. Yeah, I think it's his lunchbox. Yeah. What do you call lunch? He, <laughs> he calls explosives. <laughs> Uh, before he leaves on his mission, Rambo tells Troutman that Murdoch is lying about his combat experience. Yeah, oh well. He says, remember Murdoch said he'd been with the 2nd Battalion in Kong Tum, 66? And he's like, yeah. He was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wasn't what? listening, what? He says the 2nd Battalion was a could sank. <laughs> he tells Troutman that he's the only one he can trust. Yeah, which he pretty much knew already, though, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. As he takes off, Rambo's standing there with Murdoch watching the plane leave, and he no, says... Troutman is Rambo's on the plane. Sorry. <laughs> They've not swapped places. <laughs> just shit. <laughs> just like, look at each other and like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Troutman's just looking around nervously. <laughs> Troutman's just got a parachute on, just going, guys, <laughs> Captain Crease. <laughs> Captain Crease is beating up Johnny from uh, yeah, he's just shouting sweep the leg not interested <laughs> at all yeah so they turn the plane around <laughs> they, yeah Troutman gets off Rambo gets back on and they start again <laughs> uh, yeah 
Troutman asks Murdoch <laughs> if he thinks Rambo will find any prisoners of war. Doubtful, but there are people to satisfy, questions that have to be answered. Troutman says, you don't sound too emotional about it. To which Murdoch says, it wasn't my war, Colonel. I'm just here to clean up the mess. Yeah, to be honest, I thought it could have been a Rambo line. It was his war. He lived yeah, it. I suppose, yeah. Anyway, Rambo, he's, he's about parachuting. Oh, cool. Hang on a minute, everybody. Ken's getting a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we might be in the middle of a mission. But we've got to have a beer. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's why Rambo didn't get on the plane. <laughs> if it was a lone wolf, he would have fucking bought beer, wouldn't he? It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Anyway, Rambo, he's about to parachute in when he he jumps out and uh, the harness that keeps you in the plane before you do a jump is is stuck. And he, he's just hanging out the, the side of the plane, isn't he? He's caught up. You know, like uh, how they told him how great he was and he was a badass and he's like that. He's fucking dead right away. Soon he can't even get out of a plane. This is like Seagal in uh, Executive <laughs> Decision. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't fucking mention that film. I swear he was coming back at the end. <laughs> him, just see him like, uh, like the end of um, Doctor Strange. Honestly, was it he, he, was Strange either, Love. he was either going to be a hero at the end and alive or he double-crossed everybody. Not actually dead. What the hell are you thinking, idiots? Anyway, that's part of the bloody Steven Seagal collection I've got. He's been in it for like 20 minutes at the most. Anyway, yeah, so uh, uh, Rambo's uh, rubbish, <laughs> as it turns out. I can't even jump out of a plane. Even I could fall out of a plane. Yeah, as you have done numerous yeah, times. Yeah, and I've proved it time so after time. To travel. <laughs> time after time, I'll prove it. He ends up having to cut himself loose with his massive fucking knife. Yes. Due to the, the manner of which he just tumbles out. The last time the, last time the army <laughs> see him is him tumbling out the plane. Yeah, everyone's just like, well, that's him dead. They actually do oh, well. say that, don't they? Oh, well, never mind. He loses most of his equipment in the process. He's left with only his knives, his bow and his arrows. Yeah, so how, how well were they packed to his body that he loses all other stuff? So all of the like uh, like vital stuff that they said about the computer, the technology, all that stuff that was vital was just like what, just masking tape attached to him. Everything that he wanted to take, basically, he kept. Yeah, uh, Murdoch wants to abort the mission, but Troutman says to trust Rambo and that he's still alive and that he'll complete the mission. We got 36 hours. And apparently they have, 36 hours. He said, okay, then we'll, we'll honour the 36 hours, but... You know, if we don't hear from him, <laughs> fuck, he's dead. 36 hours from Tulsa. That's what Troutman sings. <laughs> yes, he does, yes. One for the kids. <laughs> well, we discussed this on a previous podcast. <laughs> you mentioned it's way too much for a fucking movie review podcast. <laughs> yeah, explain that, Gene Pitney. <laughs> anyway, miles from his landing spot, Rambo grabs a python. That's just dangling from a tree. I don't think it's a python. Don't know what snake is, but I'm not sure it's a python. Not big enough, is it? Don't know. Don't know. But it's Rambo's hiss- fucking it, massive, it's though, isn't he? It's hissing at <laughs> No, he's not, actually, though, is he? Oh, no. He's, no, he's six foot, is he? <laughs> Doesn't look like, like it. No. Obviously, the snake's not six foot, either. Maybe but... the snake's far away. <laughs> yeah, but he's really long arm, <laughs> yeah. he grabs it. Johnny the Reach, they call him. <laughs> He grabs it and looks at it and then just leaves it. Yeah, and then he just goes, nah. Yeah, and runs off. Yeah. Van Damme, of course, did the same thing, but he punched it in hard target. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the difference, you see. Rambo hasn't got to kill that snake. He hasn't got to hit it. He hasn't got to do anything with it. He didn't know what it was. He befriended it. Yeah. 
what you call snakes, he calls fun worms. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's very true. Yeah. And what you call women, he calls targets because he sees one and instantly attacks her. But it turns out that this is Kobao. Yeah, he do, he doesn't know it's a woman. In fairness, no, she's got a big. Yeah, she's, got, she's wearing a big hat from uh, Big uh, Trouble in Little China, yeah, isn't she? From Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Raiden. Uh, she introduces herself as his contact because Murdoch obviously had incorrectly identified her as a man. Yeah, it's just typical of Murdoch. Uh, she arranges for her and Rambo to go upstream with a group of uh, river pirates. Uh, Co says it's the best way down the river without getting the army suspicious. Suspicious. Yeah, that's what she says. Suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during the boat ride, Co asks how he got into the mission, and this is a bit of bit of. Um, yeah, this is good. I, I like all this time. What what is this? What is this? This is like a sort of backstory for Rambo and her, isn't it? Yeah. In, in case you you joined us in part two, yeah, than the which, which I did actually. I did. I think this, I watched this, yeah, this version. This, this was the first one I watched. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you, thank <laughs> you for that screenplay. James Cameron. If you even bothered with this bit, James. How can you get into this? It's a long story. Long ride. Well, uh, after I left the Special Forces, I moved around a lot. Why you leave on me? I, uh, came back to the States and found there was another war going on. What war? Kind of like a quiet war. War against uh, all the soldiers returning. It's kind of what you don't win. She says her father worked for intelligence agency and he died and she took his place. And she says there's too much death here. There's death everywhere. I just want to live, Rambo. I just want to live. <laughs> That's what she says. Yeah. She just stands up like that and just sees his hair blowing. Yeah, 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 hers as well. (laughs) Yeah, she's got a foot up on the uh, the seat. On his dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's got stilettos on. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. That's the male objectification keyword. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, he doesn't wince. You know, he's he's been through worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's been through worse. (laughs) He looks out into the distance. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good chat, actually. Yeah, she reveals that she would like to eventually travel to America. Yeah, you know, settle down, actually. Live! (laughs) She says, what do you want? And he says, I want to win. I want to survive. I want a horse. A ranch. (laughs) Cold iron. (laughs) And she says, it's not so easy to... I wish we were getting royalties for every time (laughs) we we somehow segue into cold iron. (laughs) You fire me and I'll make more noise than two skeletons making love in a tin coffin, brother. Not so easy to survive. There's still war here, she says. Yeah. And, and he on. gives a great come line. Come on, come on, Rambo. Hit us with it. Not so easy to survive. There's still war here. Survive a war. you got to become war. And she's like, what? And she says, is that why they pick you? Because no. you like yeah. to fight. Yeah, she doesn't actually say what. She <laughs> understands. She, she understands. <laughs> <laughs> on a boat. That's to say it again. It's noisy, isn't it? <laughs> she just turned away. Like, ah, actually, forget it. No, 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 no. But uh, it's a great line, isn't it? Yeah. And she says, is that why they picked you? Because you like to fight. And uh, yeah, Rambo and says... Wait, wait a minute. Here comes Stallone. Yeah. This is meta. Seeing the future. He says that he was chosen for his mission, for the mission because he is expendable. He says, I am the Expendables 2010. <laughs> 
and the Expendables two and three and now the in production four. Yeah, and she's like, "What the hell are you talking about now?" That's one that uh, the viewers have requested, isn't it? The Expendables. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, yes. Uh, Rambo is led to a nearby camp commanded by Captain Vin. Uh, after dispatching a sentry with a throwing knife, Rambo hits a guy throwing knife to the. Hang on, hang on. You wailed straight into the action here. <laughs> go on then. Stuff's happening. She's got a good luck charm around her neck. Okay, go for it. Yeah. He says, "What's that?" He says, "Good luck charm." He's like, "Okay." Carry on. I'm so glad we <laughs> kept that in. Fucking <laughs> hell. His good luck charm is, of course, his massive fuck-off knife. Yeah. And uh, then we, yes, then we get to the, uh, we get back to the camp. We go back to HQ. Oh, I've, I've just skipped over Co- most of The Colonel, useless. Co- Colonel, he wants to join the extraction team. Denied. Murdoch's being a dick, basically. That's, that's, that's why I'm bringing this in. And uh, eventually uh, he just says, yeah, go on, then you join the extraction team, whatever. Then we go to the camp. We find the camp. It's deserted. There's 100% nobody at the camp. But wait. The whole fucking Vietnam army's there. Mm. <laughs> There's loads of them there. So a prostitute turns up on a little motorbike. Oh, God. What are the chances? He immediately um, loads up his bow and arrow, mm-hmm. which he's been carrying. And she says, what about orders? And he says, no more orders. Then we infiltrate the camp. What you call orders, he calls guidelines. (laughs) Yeah, it's health and safety gone mad as far as Rambo is concerned. Yeah, uh, he finds an American. He's called Banks and he's he's in some sort of like, I don't know, he's sort of strung up on some wood, isn't he? I don't know what the fuck that was going on Yeah, yeah, he's having a little peek, isn't he? Mm -hmm. A little look. They're all... Prisoners of war. There's prisoners of war there. Mm. It's been a long 14 years since he escaped. Yeah. And there's prisoners of war still there at this camp where he escaped. Well, you'd think, he'd probably think, I don't recognise any of these guys. These are new. Yeah. Well, they don't look old enough to have been there, to be honest. Especially Banks. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the, he, um, the, some of them are coughing. Coughing and are spluttering. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're not looked after. And uh, I like to think that this is um, the kid Banks from Mary Poppins. <laughs> this is what he did. This is, instead he, of going to work at the bank like yeah, his dad. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went to Vietnam instead. So instead of uh, going to fly a kite like his dad suggested they all go and do, yeah. he actually just said, I'm going to Vietnam, Dad. Flew a helicopter. <laughs> I'm going to Vietnam. Yeah. Someone's got to. I'm English, but I'm going to Vietnam. Hey, I did. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what I wanted to open the fucking podcast with. Damn it. Okay, well, we'll go back. Yeah, we'll have to go back. Uh, Banks... (laughs) I can never go back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Banks warns that several other American prisoners of war are being held there. He also asks uh, what year (laughs) it is. Which you can see, can't you? You can see them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because they were all in the same room. Yeah, like glance. He has a little peek into a, like a... It's like a bamboo hut. Yeah, it's like a bamboo prison. He actually does ask what year it is. He thinks he's only been there for a year. This is his after. Hang on, hang on. You're, sk- you're skipping way ahead on this. Is this going to be as good as the, <laughs> the addition of she has a charm and then they move on? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rambo starts killing people. Mm-hmm. As soon as he takes the prisoner of war, Rambo then starts killing everyone. So he kills one. Uh, I think it's... Uh, how does he kill one? 
don't know, bow and arrow. Th- throw it? Yeah, he throws his Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. He's got a knife throw. Then he takes out a sentry guard with a, like a big bloody light that nobody notices a stop moving mm-hmm. uh, with a bow and arrow. Um, and then it's, it's morning. And then everyone's just like, hey, look at these dead people. Alert, alert, dead people. They blow a whistle. There's no actual uh, alarm or anything. We see uh, this is when we meet Lieutenant Tay, played by George Chung, and they, they head out into the jungle to try and find him. Yeah, we, we do cut back. Apparently there's one hour to extraction. That's uh, the Colonel and um, Sensei Kreese. Uh, they're out there. There's uh, one hour to extraction. Let's go, 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 go. Anyway, it turns out he's only been there a week, the prisoner of war. He says, a good job you found us. We've only been there about a week. Uh, we travel, they move us around a lot. And he says, when was the last time you were there? He says, about a year ago. By the way, what year is it? He says, 1985. And he looks haunted. <laughs> haunted by it. And Rambo looks away when he says it. Yeah. But how would he know that he was there a year ago if he's got no concept of time like that? Maybe he's been carving it into his arm every single day. <laughs> yeah, but he'd know what year it was then, wouldn't he, if he had been? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he hasn't. They uh, they end up making their way back to the, the riverboat pirates. The army, they see them escaping on the boat, get straight on the radio. They start getting attacked by a gunboat, the Vietnamese gunboat. Yep. The pirates have sold them out. Yeah. Sold them out. That's, That's what pirates do. They're scared, these pirates. They're scared of what the military will do to them if they don't sell them out. They should have been scared of Rambo. Yeah, he calls the pirate captain a bastard. And he backhands Rambo across the face and Rambo doesn't even flinch. No, he just brings his face right back and stares at him. Yeah. With his dead eyes. Uh, Co shouts at the captain, who delivers another backhand, this time to her. And whilst he's doing that, Rambo pulls out two tiny knives from his belt. Belt knives. Yeah, stabs the, (laughs) the pirate guarding him, takes his shotgun off him. Kills every single motherfucker on that yeah, boat. I think he just like shoots five, doesn't he, with yeah. that shotgun Including before the anyone captain. before anyone can even look at him. Yeah. Yeah, he's just shooting. Yeah, and there's a couple that come up from down below from out the hatch. You're like, hey guys, what's going on? Probably doesn't even realise that they've double crossed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> just gets shot and yeah, killed. He's probably having a shit, actually. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Did the it, alarm go off? It's unconfirmed. Alright. No, can't claim it. Um yep, she kills somebody. Yeah, she does, yeah. Yes, yeah. She, she shoots somebody, and at only the point that she kills somebody does the uh, the naval vessel actually start going towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. We'll ignore the shotgun blasts, but hang on a minute, that's a machine gun. Rambo sends Cohen Banks off the off the boat to safety on the shoreline, and then he manages to destroy the gunboat, which is like firing into the boat. He's got, you know, he hits the deck and got the rocket launcher, hasn't he? Yeah, it was a bloody rocket launcher yeah, on, on board. Russian RPG that we saw earlier when they were there's on the also, boat. Um, there's also a big uh, crate of J and B's whiskey. I don't know whether that was uh, whether some American film companies also had a contract with them, like the uh, Italian ones all did. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a crate of J and B's. Yeah, so he blows the, the, the gunboat up with the RPG. And as he's trying to leave, some, some chancer from above grabs him and starts choking him. <laughs> with the most useless method of trying to kill Rambo ever, really. Yeah. yeah, trying to choke him with some rope from above, I think. And all Rambo does is he gets his massive knife and just stabs through the roof that he's like lying on and exactly. uh, just yeah, kills him. He ain't going to do it like that. And then a good stunt here where the guy jumps off the list, Rambo, but the stuntman jumps off the boat as the gunship collides with it and blows up. 
those flames are very close to the stuntman who flies into the yes. water. Yes, but the music in this is absolutely brilliant right now, isn't it? It's yeah, like it heroic music. Yeah. yeah, the heroic music. And she actually shouts, you made it, Rambo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he comes up and just flicks his hair back. Beautiful. Rambo tells Co to uh, to leave them. Yep, he says, uh, not until the end. He says, this is the end. My friend, the <laughs> end. Going back to bloody <laughs> Vietnam again. Uh, she tells him that uh, he, you're not expendable, Rambo. And he nods and then runs off into the jungle. Profound words from Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rambo, he radios and calls for extraction. Troutman, Erickson and Lifer, they're, they're out in the rescue chopper. This is why the army are now just firing mortars, aren't they? Yes. Hasn't nobody ever seen any of this. <laughs> no. uh, this is through the... Uh, they're going through a rice paddy, aren't they? Yeah, they're just going through the paddy fields being shot at by mortars, machine guns and everything. You know, Blowing it's, up it's, around it's them. A, a peaceful time. The Rambo tells them that they, they've got a live POW with them and the people in the, the base camp start cheering, you know, the, uh, where Murdoch is. Yeah. Murdoch yeah. orders everybody out. This is Christ, he's found one of them. Yeah. He orders everybody out of the room. And uh, it becomes apparent that they don't want that to to happen. And Murdoch radios the chopper and orders them to... It's the classic double cross from Murdoch. Yeah. Abort mission. Return to base. Yeah. They can see him. He's right there. They're waving. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Travolta's dancing (laughs) so they can see him. (laughs) Yeah. He's got the colonel at gunpoint now because he's trying to stop him, you know, from just turning around. But no, that's it. Mission aborted. Yeah. Back to camp. Lifer pulls a gun on Troutman, and Troutman calls them goddamn mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, Erickson tells them that they have their orders, and it looks to me like Erickson is reluctant to go through with it as well. Yeah. And it's Lifer that's the main... It's it's all over. And uh, Rambo and the prisoner of war, they're just captured. Yeah. That's it. The army come. They're captured. Troutman says, those are men down there, our men. And Lifer says, no, your men. Don't be a hero. Son of a... Yep, and they have to surrender to Taser. If ever we needed a hero, it was now. That's what he should have said. And you see Co as well. She's escaped and she's watching from the nearby jungle. Anyway, cut to uh, Colonel Troutman confronting Murdoch. Some great lines in this now. Yeah, this is where we get all the politics, isn't it? They're both shouting their politics at each other. Yeah, Troutman accuses the whole mission of being a forgery, a sham, a ruse. A double cross. <laughs> and whatever uh, yeah. else you can think of. <laughs> As he just runs through his list of synonyms. <laughs> He's just looking, he's written them down. <laughs> random, um, random. Rambo wasn't supposed to find anything there, was he? He suspects that the whole situation is really about money. He's saying that the US government refused to pay $4.5 billion in, raw, in, in war repartations for the Viet Cong. And the Vietnamese apparently kept prisoners of war as revenge. Murdoch tells Troutman that the political situation is far more delicate than he realises, and he needs to swallow his pride and let this go. He basically, and you know, Murdoch, I suppose, in, in terms of like his side of it, probably makes sense where he says, "What the hell would you do, Troutman? Pay blackmail money to ransom our men and finance the war effort against our allies? If some burnt-out POW shows up on the six o'clock news, what do you want to do? Start the war over again and bomb Hanoi?" When everyone's screaming for arms, you think the Senate is going to pay billions for a few forgotten ghosts? Men, damn it! 
men who fought for this country. <laughs> no, I, I, do you know, I can kind of see both sides of this. Yeah, no, I, think, I think this was it because the first one was very much the uh, Rambo side. Wasn't yeah, it? the survivors yeah. of war who have been forgotten yeah. and cast aside this, by the government. This one, he's saying, what if? What if though? We'd have to go and go to back to war. We'd have to go to war again, wouldn't we? Because that's what people would demand, and we'd have to go and do it. We'd end up more thousands, thousands of more people just being killed because yeah, for the sake know, of two and a half thousand men, most who, of them probably yeah, dead. Who, who, yeah, who may already be dead. Yeah, uh, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a double-edged sword. I certainly wouldn't want that decision, which is why I turned the job down. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Troutman, I'm going to forget this conversation ever took place. You bastard. And if I were you, I'd never make the mistake of bringing this subject up again. You're the one who's making the mistake. Yeah, what mistake? Rambo. Cut to Rambo naked in a pool of shit. <laughs> Rambo's literally lower than a pig's arsehole. <laughs> He's chest deep in shit. In pig shit. I've written pig shit and leeches. Yeah, leeches all over his body when he gets yep. bought out naked from it. Well, he's got a loincloth on. Yep, let's see. Check your taglines. There you go. Loincloth. If you ever wanted to see Sylvester Stallone's arse covered in shit, then this is the film for you. <laughs> and it hasn't. <laughs> That's not on your bucket list. What is? We get the arrival of... Uh, Vin, we talked about earlier, his Soviet liaison officer, Lieutenant Colonel Podovsky. Mm-hmm. It's Stephen Burkoff. There he is. And he's got a like a henchman with him called Yushin, who says nothing through the whole film. Quite right. He's a henchman. And he, he tells uh, he tells him to take Rambo out of there for God's sake and clean him up. He gets Rambo brought to his like hut that he's in, sits him down on the table. Not on the table, on the chair next to the table. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Cross-legged. Yeah, gets a, gets a bunch of $1 bills out. <laughs> doing, some, doing some dancing. Makes that's it where, rain. That's what you could have done with John Travolta, right there. <laughs> yeah. Travolta what was... Would, what would Travolta be doing now I was with comedy fucking... Travolta would have been in the cesspool with him, but he would have just saw his legs and his dick. He'd have been upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Still got his white shiny shoes on. We've got a pipe breathing through it. He orders Rambo to contact the American military and tell them that he's been captured and condemned and that they should not send any more commandos for rescue operations in Vietnam. Uh, Rambo refuses, saying, fuck you. That's quite right. Um, fuck you is the only line Rambo says to Podovsky in the whole film. That's a fantastic fact. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He just drank some champagne to celebrate the fact. <laughs> and then they go straight to the torture. Now, the torture, if you've seen Hot Shots, which is what I thought of immediately <laughs> where I saw this. Hot Shots Part Deux. Yeah, I, I mean, Hot Shots Part Deux is this film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, and it's 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 sort of like a, a mattress uh, stripped of all the furnishings, and it's just the bed springs. Yeah, it's and just the, the, the spring, the wire springs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and he's been electrocuted through it. He looks fantastic in this bit, by the way. Stallone. Yeah. yeah. This was... Um, what was it? This was like Rocky... This was Rocky Five, wasn't it? Just pull Rocky Four. Oh, Rocky Four, four sorry. Yeah. yeah, so it was between Rocky Three and Rocky Four, this yeah. one. He does. He looks, yeah, he looks superb. He is a proper fucking action hero. They're actually using Rambo's knife as well, I think. You saw um, Podovsky. He put it in the, the flames. Oh, he's there in the hot coals, is not he? Yeah. And they take it out now and they bring Banks in because he's refu- you know the electrocution isn't working on Rambo. He can take it. He can take his own pain. 
But can he take a comrade's pain? Yeah. So they bring Travolta in and he's fine with doing whatever to him. <laughs> <laughs> they bring Banks in. First of all, Yushin, the, the sidekick character. He comes in. Let's go fly a kite. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Banks. <laughs> he, uh, he takes us the, the knife out of the hot coals and cuts Rambo's face. But, and it cauterizes the the wound as he's cutting through as well, so it doesn't bleed. I think yeah. that was a nice touch. You hear the sizzle on the, the skin. Yeah. He doesn't whimper, doesn't do anything, Rambo. Nah. In fact, I thought he might have been asleep at this point. I think he flinches a little bit, but he, t- he accepts it. He's at worse. And now they're going to do the same to Banks, but this time it's going into his eye. Yeah, and Banks would cry. He does. Yeah. He starts crying. He says, don't tell them anything. And Rambo says, okay then. And uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> and he gets killed. Uh, Rambo's, Rambo's <laughs> all about the, the POWs. And uh, he grudgingly agrees to Podofsky's demands. He's going to message America. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Co. She's entering the camp under the guise of a prostitute. Yeah, well, we saw it earlier. And she they do like a prostitute, don't they, the Vietnamese? <laughs> <laughs> In these films. Anyone I from Vietnam know. listening? Let us know if that's true. I don't know. Have we got any listeners in Vietnam? Let us know. Badmoviecourtgmail.com <laughs> In these films, they do, don't they? And then again, in these films, so do the American soldiers. You know, the American they, they, soldiers. The American soldiers, actually, yeah, it's probably more them, yeah. to be honest. The Vietnamese yeah. like uh, killing American soldiers in yeah. these films. and American soldiers enjoy a Vietnamese prostitute. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So, sorry about that, Vietnam. Yeah, they like killing like uh, innocent farmers as well, don't they? Americans. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and why not? I mean, they are our biggest listeners, so it's good that we're saying this. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we'll cut that. Thanks for listening. Isn't America amazing? Yes. <laughs> anyway, she she uh, she goes to the hut and she has a little peek in where Rambo's being held captive. Peking, that's in China, actually. <laughs> You're confusing the demographic. Superb. Superb. Uh, Rambo uses the radio to contact the US base in Thailand. Uh, he said, "Lone wolf to wolf death." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that's it's a, great. He's been given that code name for taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gone to take photographs and have called him Lone Wolf. Yeah, snappy fuck to <laughs> Kodak, snappy snaps, <laughs> snappy fuck to snappy snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Roving reporter to the Daily Bugle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's called Lone Wolf. <laughs> um, they really be called American Eagle at this point. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, he manages to get through to them, and Troutman's there. He, he takes the headset off the, the radio guy and answers. He wants to know, where are you, Johnny? He's the only one that calls him Johnny. He's the only one who could get away with it. Yeah. He says, where are you, Johnny? They want to know where he is and where to pick him up from. Of course, Johnny used to work on the docks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Johnny, Next. if you're listening, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Why don't you come on home? <laughs> Uh, instead of uh, do it, using this radio, though, God, we're so fucking current, it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. Instead of relaying Podofsky's message, he's got a message of his own. Oh, my God, what? He asks if Murdoch's there, and because he notices that Coe's outside the hut watching in, so he knows this is his chance. Murdoch takes the mic, tells Rambo how glad he is that he's alive, and to give him his location, they'll come pick him up. He says Murdoch, and as he does that, lightning bolt hits. Yes. And he, his knuckles crack as he grips the microphone base, kind of how Ken starts every podcast. Yeah. And he says, 
I'm coming to get you. Boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> Murdoch. He's here. Rambo, this is Murdoch. We're glad you're alive. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. And as he does that, he hits uh, Yushin in the head with the microphone base, and Ko just starts firing aimlessly with a shotgun <laughs> into the hut. <laughs> Killing Rambo instantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Killing no one except Rambo. <laughs> Yeah. Hits him six times, <laughs> blown to pieces. <laughs> At this point, he's just a head. Yeah, Banks has already tripped over himself onto the knife. <laughs> um, Fortunately, John Travolta turns up. That's <laughs> a bit of dancing. Confuses everybody and then leaves. Yeah, they fight their way out of the camp anyway, as it turns out. Uh, Travolta's obviously leading the way out. <laughs> they can follow him because he's wearing his white suit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, once they're a safe distance away, Co, um, it look, you know, tends to Rambo's wounds. He's got wounds, you know. He's been through torture again, for God's sake. Of course he has. Of course he has. We've seen it. We've got to patch there. him up. And she starts telling him that she wants to go to the United States with him. Uh, he agrees, and they have a little smoochy smooch. Yes, it's his love interest, isn't it? It's the first one, only one in it, and I believe it's the last one. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that woman I met for one single day. <laughs> We killed a lot of Vietnamese together. I kissed a girl once. That's Rambo, we know. (laughs) Colonel, Colonel. (laughs) Troutman, Troutman. I met somebody. Uh, she, she like heads it. She, they're sort of going across the river, aren't they? And uh, the uh, the Vietnamese soldiers turn up on the side there and shoot at her. It's Tay. And she he kills Ko. She flies back into the water. Yep, she's dead. That's it? She's done? Yeah, she's, de- she's out of there. You're right. You're right. As she dies in Rambo's arms uh, after the ambush, there was supposed to be a triple zoom in shot of Stallone screaming, No! Oh man, that would have been brilliant. That would have echoed three times. Oh, seriously? Yeah, during the test screening, audiences started laughing. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was That's re- what I would have done as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And it was re edited to the present form. Oh. She says, Rambo, you not forget me? And he says, what? <laughs> <laughs> if, if British people made this, that's what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, Travolta was like, who the fuck's that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that triple zoom would, that would have, have been, been fucking absolutely great. brilliant. That would have been like, you know, like hard tickets, um, frisbee throw that yeah. gets repeated everywhere. Oh, it'd be no, like that. It'd be like Troll 2. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'd have been yeah. superb, that. Oh, man. <laughs> That's annoying to know that they even did it. 
uh, Troutman. He Let asked me for... check my uh, special features oh, on the DVD. It's on there. We have to put it on YouTube. Oh, man. Uh, Troutman asked for permission to take a rescue team out to Rambo. Uh, denied again. He's a colonel, isn't he? Who's, who's Murdoch's in charge? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Rambo goes back to the camp with all the Soviets and the Vietnamese soldiers. Uh, they're all out looking for him. Yeah, now, see now this. This is true heroic business. This is a uh, guerrilla Be- warfare. Exactly, because the lady that he liked after a day is now being killed. He could still just go missing in the jungles, get away with it. Yeah, they've been hiding people for, what, 14 years, so surely he can hide for a couple of days until they just give up. Mm. But he goes back to the camp. He does. And this is like, you get more of this, I think, in the later, the, the is it the 2008 Rambo film? More like sort of heart, like, it's quite brutal, isn't it, the, yeah. that Rambo? Yeah. This is sort of like a 80s light version of, of most of the stuff in that one where he's he's sort of sneaking up on people using his knife. He uses his bow and arrow a lot in this bit here. He kills his, he kills loads of people in the woods, basically, at this the, point. The, the bit where he's hiding in the mud, I can never fucking see him until he actually yeah. opens his <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know he's there. <laughs> I still can't see him until he actually opens his eyes. It's incredible. Yeah, he kills all the enemy troops, including Vin, and... Uh, Carries on to the to the next uh, to the nearby enemy camp, destroys it. He does the old gasoline in the reed field shtick. Yep, quite right. Sets it on fire. That's Sets pretty. It's a good scene. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. has it's, the exploding. It's just, he's just murdering Vietnam. Yeah, isn't he? He's just killing <laughs> yeah. everybody in Vietnam. It's superb. This is where he has the exploding arrowheads, and he starts blowing up like buildings and then nearby like um, jeeps and things like that. Yeah. I'd imagine the only people who don't like Rambo films are Vietnamese people, Russian people. Yeah. And that's it. I think everyone else does love Rambo. The French. He comes face to face with Tay, the man who killed <laughs> Why? He comes face to face with Tay, the man who killed his, his girlfriend, the one he kissed once. What, he kissed this man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, that's again on the uh, special features. <laughs> and uh, explosive arrowhead, best kill of the film. Oh, it's a brilliant tail. Brilliance as well, isn't where it? Where he stands. It, again, the chicken from Hot Shots Part Deux is the... Yeah, I tell you what, doesn't he look at a chicken as well? He does, yeah. There's, there's a second where he looks at a chicken and it just, like, clucks. And then we just move on. He uses chicken blood, doesn't he, to lure them it's, into the... Yeah, it's just really funny. Yeah. Because I've never noticed that before the Hot Shots bit. Did it when I actually fired a chicken at somebody? Because yeah, he, he glances, doesn't he, and sees the chicken yeah, and then picks we, it up we, and uses yeah, it. Yeah, but we actually get to see a chicken yeah. on screen. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> it's not, what's the point of that? that that's, to, um, that's Rambo being, you know, he's using his brain there and he kills that chicken. Uses its blood it's to lure sad, them. Isn't it? For voodoo ritual. <laughs> he uses the blood to lure them into that field to blow them up because they think he's injured, so they think the blood is his and they go after him. That's why they... He's they just sh- carrying a dead chicken with him. It's just on the fucking side there afterwards. Oh, <laughs> you that's see a it. shame, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway... They he, also... I'll tell you what, they also do this in uh, UHF, the weird Aryankovic yeah. film. Yeah. That they, he does a dream sequence of this, film, uh, this ending as well of uh, Rambo 2. I don't know why he was never an action hero. 
Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> he looks great he in this bit. Super. I've, I've got a suspicion he may be using foam bodies, <laughs> body parts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is superb in the UHF. If you've never seen UHF, watch. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah, Give that a view. But yeah, yeah, he does a Rambo too. This has the impact of this film. Yeah, I say Hot Shots was the whole film is yeah, the taking the piss out of this. On this one, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yushin, the right hand man of Podovsky, he appears in a in a helicopter. It's a UHIN twin Huey. If anyone's interested, oh, I am. Yeah, it's a big old fucker, isn't it? Yeah, it drops. He firebombs the whole place that Rambo's at. He's like at a waterfall, <laughs> isn't he? And he just firebombs the whole fucking area. Yeah, just carpet bomb the lot. Who cares? Luckily, Rambo jumps into about. Four foot of water, so he's Dives into a paddling pool. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this is a peaceful time, 1985, no war. All this is going on, nobody's noticed. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, They actually swoop down really low into the, uh, the, like near the water, and then the guy on the back of the helicopter that Yushin's flying, he, he sort of fires into it. They've got like an M60 that's mounted onto the back of the, the helicopter, haven't they? And he just fires into the water. But Rambo is... He's in the water. They're probably about, what would you say, three foot off the water? Maybe yeah, four? it's not very high at all, is it? Yeah, they're very low. But that's high enough for Rambo with no no way of propelling himself because he's in water. He flies out of the water, <laughs> lands on the, um, <laughs> the feet of the helicopter... It, the, the helicopter obviously flies higher up into the into the air. He attacks the guy, throws him out of the helicopter, and then it's just him and Yushin. And no one's flying the helicopter. Like, no. yeah, they're fighting there in the at the back it's, there. Yeah, it's because they're already in the air. Yeah, they're flying. It's it, they're probably they're, <laughs> they're fucking high up to be honest. <laughs> and yeah, they end up fighting, and he manages to um, to kill Yushin by also throwing him out of the helicopter. It's a shame, isn't it? I miss that guy. He ends up destroying most of the camp with a helicopter. Everything, everything in this film blows up pretty much, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did when I watched it again <laughs> twice. Remember the text message? <laughs> yeah, I've exploded. Um, I appear to have blown up. Like, oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Every time uh, he lands a helicopter, takes the M60 off the mount, so he's got that with him. That's yes. an iconic look, isn't it? Superb. But this, this is his first red headband one, isn't it? As well, the, the one everyone he, he, he took it from the dress, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, her dress. Yeah, that that that's where he gets the red headband from. Yeah, because he, he had like one for he had a head wound in the first one that he, he wrapped, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he had a, he had a black headband when he began this the mission. Yeah, and um, then he, he he took the red one. Yeah, and that's the iconic look isn't it for rambo you think red headband don't you i think they do it in um in gremlins as well yeah and you actually hear that survival you've got to become yeah, war yeah, in gremlins become war. when he's making his little bow and arrow with yeah. paperclip yeah it's when gizmo's about to attack isn't it yeah, yeah he kills the remaining vietnamese soldiers he rescues all the prisoners of war of course he they're does. all cheering hooping and hollering yeah uh, they get to the helicopter and they head towards the american camp in thailand however Podovsky is waiting. God damn it, Podovsky's still alive, isn't he, everybody? If you thought Rambo's helicopter was big, Podovsky's turned up in, like, the Titanic with a fucking propeller on it. <laughs> it's definitely the SUV of helicopters. <laughs> fucking hell, this big gunship. He's got, got a kitchen in there, he's got a toilet. <laughs> yeah, swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping area, obviously, for comfort. <laughs> Massage parlour. 
sauna, spa, McDonald's, because they're fucking everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> anyway, although Rambo's helicopter is heavily damaged in the assault, you get quite, there's some really good fucking stunts here for helicopter work, like flying low over the, um, over the little villages and swooping in and out of trees and stuff. It's very, very good. What happens here is, this is the most ridiculous thing in the film, and he's blown up a man with an arrow. Mm-hmm. But this bit's the most... <laughs> Sloan slowly um, lands the helicopter in a river and then just pretends to play dead by just, like, pretending to be asleep in at the fucking... Yeah. We- at the uh, the controls. It's enough to fool Podovsky, though, yeah. isn't it? Because, Podovsky, because he, he thinks, oh, he's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so he must be dead, even though he landed the helicopter really, really safely. Yeah, he must be dead because it took me at least three seconds to find him and land near him. How does he even see him from that distance that he's got his eyes shut? What would be the yeah. point of having his eyes shut? Surely Stephen Burkhoff's been in enough films to know that if anyone's got their eyes shut, they're not really dead. Yeah. That's the rules. You never trust an eye shut death. No way. That's why I'm not allowed at funerals anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's sort of hovering about, you know, about... What, like 10 feet away from Rambo's helicopter, just smiling to himself, yeah, Podovsky. Like, <laughs> and Rambo just... Evil, evil Russian laughter. Yeah, Rambo does the Michael eye open from uh, Burial Ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, peak of bloody boo, Rusky. And uh, lifts up and he's got a bazooka in his hand. Luckily, the uh, the, the front screen of the helicopter is already broken or else he would have fired it and it would have just blown his own helicopter off. To be honest, I'm not sure, but I think hel- helicopters have their own... Like weapons mounted, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he needs to be bringing this to the table. But still, carry on. Yeah, fires it, blows Podovsky's helicopter right out of the sky. Yeah, we get a close-up of his face as well, Podovsky's. Surprise face. Like, and that's the last we see of him. It's a cool kill, what makes absolutely no sense. Less sense than blowing a man up with an arrow. Anyway... <laughs> Rambo calls over the radio, informing Murdoch and Troutman that he's on the way with Prisoners of War. Uh, he lands, grabs a mounted M60. We get the classic, uh, oh wait, before that, Ericsson and Troutman, they meet him on the landing strip. And uh, Ericsson's like, hey, glad you made it back. Like, like forgetting everything that's happened. <laughs> yeah, tries to sweep his leg. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, Stallone, Rambo counters with a kick in the bollocks. Quite right, too. And then hits him with the, the butt of the gun. Yeah, he's not messing about, is he now? He's not got time for finesse. No, Troutman just looks on with his hands behind his back, smiling. He enters Murdoch's uh, uh, command <laughs> centre, as he oh, calls right. it. <laughs> we get the classic silhouette of him with his gun in the doorway. Yeah, That's in all the Rambo right, films, yeah, I think. Brilliant, brilliant look. As That's well. his like trademark shot, isn't it? In yeah. every film, like gun in a doorway. Oh, it's superb. And then we get, for my money, Ken. I'm not sure if you can name another one. The best machine gun to computer scene in any film. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll log that one here. And then maybe we'll come back to it. He's got the the bullets out the side in a big yeah, long. No, um, no, actually, no. There's no way this, this is going to get beaten. No, 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 no. He's got the the gun. What, what, what's that called? Like a the big strip of bullets that hang out the side of the yeah, gun. It's just called that. We'll, and he's holding we'll holding those in one hand, and he's just shooting loads of computer equipment yeah, he's with just the others. Feeding the yeah, the bullets in, isn't yeah. it? That's a, that's great though. We've all felt like that. And you know what? You know, we've he, all felt like that at work, haven't we? Yeah. You know, when, when the computer freezes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I was. Thinking 
thinking like that looks that it's kind of similar to how you know with uh, Arnie and T two and he's got the big fucking machine gun yeah, shooting all yeah, the police the Ga- yeah the Gatling one yeah, yeah and he's holding it the, the bullets as well obviously James Cameron wrote both but you know actually in his first draft in Predator as well isn't it Blaine yeah yeah, yeah Jesse Ventura into the yeah, trees, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that gun hasn't he it reminds me as well that you know at the time that he wrote the first draft for Rambo he was also writing Aliens and Terminator the first one. So he had three different desks at his house, and he would write three like in different on different desks. He took stuff that was taken out of this, and he put it in Terminator Two later on. So originally, Rambo wasn't going to be in a prison; he was going to be in a mental institute. And he took that and put that in T Two for Sarah Connor. Interesting facts. See, it's web. It's a web. It's a tangled, tangled James Cameron web. Um, he threatens Murdoch with a knife, goes into his little office there, and he says, Rambo, I don't make the orders, I take them, just like you, I swear. I swear to God, I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to happen like this. It was just supposed to be another assignment. And Rambo puts his knife up to his throat, and he challenges him to find and rescue the remaining prisoners of war in Vietnam. He says, you know there's more men out there. You know where they are. Find them, or I'll find you. <laughs> Troutman's, he's preparing to leave the camp. Rambo, he turns up next to him. And he says, uh, what are you going to do next, John? And Rambo says, I don't know. And he says, you know, you'll probably get a second Medal of Honor for this. And uh, Rambo, he says, you should give it to them. They deserve it more. And we get a little shot of Barnes waving at, uh, sorry, Banks waving at um, Rambo from the med bay. Little, little salute. I, uh... <laughs> Want to feed the birds, Rambo? Something <laughs> <laughs> so bad. We got way too much knowledge about Mary Poppins. <laughs> and John Travolta, meanwhile, his corpse is being loaded. <laughs> still tapping his foot. Yeah, as he gets loaded in, he says, "So you're dead, John." He's like, "I'm staying alive." <laughs> Troutman says to Rambo, "You can't keep running. You're free now." Come home to us. Come home to me. I've got a beautiful house with a picket fence and a ranch, a horse, <laughs> got a girl. Cold iron. I just want to live. <laughs> One day. Actually, he says that, doesn't he? Rotor. What yeah. he, Rambo says at the end. Yeah. He says, you know, come home to us. And, he's, and uh, Rambo says, back to what? My friends died here. A part of me died here. Troutman says... The war may have been wrong, but don't hate your country for it. He says, hate, I'd die for it. Then what is it that you want? It's beautiful, beautiful dialogue. I want a horse. <laughs> I want a ranch. <laughs> I want a pretty girl. Yeah, and then over the top it fades. Too much love will kill you. Cold iron. <laughs> Yeah, and then superimpose his cold eye and just nodding. I thought you were going to say Brian May. <laughs> <laughs> Rambo actually says, I want what they want. He points to Banks again, who's jumping into a painting on the floor <laughs> with Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> he says, He says, I want what they want. He says, Mary Poppins. <laughs> he says, John Rambo. <laughs> Fucking hell. As I live and breathe. <laughs> Me old bamboo. Oh, no, that's not Mary Poppins, is it? <laughs> You've confused your dicks. <laughs> Another one of Ken's films. 
It happens. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> he says, I want what they want. And every other guy who came out here and spilt their guts and gave everything he had for our country to love us as much as we love it. It gets a bit teary-eyed there, Stalin, when yeah, he delivers he does, that he one. He does a little bit. And as he leaves, Troutman asks him, How will you live, John? To which Rambo replies, Day by day. Beautiful. And uh, the film credits roll, we get a classic action movie theme song as Rambo walks off into the distance. <laughs> Where the hell is he going as well? Have you ever look at that distance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's at an airfield, right? In the middle of nowhere. Why doesn't he just stay there and just get a flight somewhere? <laughs> He's literally walking nowhere. Yeah. Brilliant. I love the way he just walked off into nothing. Whilst Troutman and uh, Travolta, arm in arm, watch on. <laughs> Start doing the mambo. <laughs> the wild mambo. <laughs> the theme song, by the way was written and performed by Frank Stallone. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's brother. Yeah, he does some stuff there, doesn't he? Yeah. He is a musician, yeah. That's one of the greatest um, um, end-of-action-film songs for me. We'll play a bit for you now. Uh, as I say, one of the greatest, but not as good as American Eagle. My money, <laughs> the best theme song in any action film ever. Ken mentioned it earlier. Yeah, I did, yeah. I didn't know you were going to bring that back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a great song that is. From the the film of the same name. Yeah, if you haven't heard about it, don't worry, we'll be covering it. So keep your ears peeled for that. And as we listen to the soulful pipes of Frank Stallone, the film ends. We give our hearts, we give it all. Flame in the fire burns forevermore. Sorrow and believing, honor and truth, raised by us blindly, wrapped around our youth, peace and So, Ken, as you were saying, this is the first Rambo that you saw. Yep. Your favourite Rambo is which one? Um, I don't know. I mean, for a long, long time, it was this one. Mm-hmm. And um, then he did a fourth one in Burma. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. You oh, keep mentioning what? it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that is... I've only seen the first three. That is brutality up to another degree. I've heard people... Really he is. went through this renaissance where he did Rocky yeah. Balboa that everyone loved and he did Ram, uh, yeah. Rambo 4, didn't he? Yeah, the fourth Rambo is just superb. Yeah, I remember you, you highly really recommending is. it at the time. That, I mean, through, through every Rambo, apart from the perhaps... Maybe maybe one and... Actually, no. All the odd numbers. So there's only... Well, there's actually three of them, isn't there? One, one three and five. I don't actually shout, Yeah, go Rambo! Two and four, I do all the time because he's actually in the jungle doing it. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know whether it is just the jungle. I mean, the first one, fair enough, he's in the woodland, but it's not, it's not jungle. Yeah, R- Rambo, like 
if you watch Rambo 1, you wouldn't really associate with the other films because, like, that's very, like, kind of... is against sort of, like... Yeah, it's just low-key. Yeah, it's, it's not... Low-key yeah, is a good word, yeah. 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 It's, it's just, you know... That could be, like... Um, he was only trying to have something to eat. Yeah, he's like a loner <laughs> going the plot. Lo- yeah, and it's it's dealing with sort of uh, Vietnam um, veterans dealing with life after Vietnam and how they were rejected by the government and certain people in in America. Uh, very low key, as as Ken says, and it's quite gritty, isn't it? It's um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's it's like a drama. Isn't a drama, it? yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's like yeah. A action drama. That one. This one just full out balls out. Yeah, crazy action war film. Yeah, which is why we didn't Violence. cover Rambo one. Yeah. yeah. And um, the third one, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. There's a there's a goat in a hoop, yeah. you know. Oh, if wow. that's if that's what you like, uh, the fourth one, superb again. Honestly, he goes out there to Burma, and oh, I mean, it's it's, it's political. They're all political in, in that sense, apart from probably the fifth one. I'm not sure how political that one is. What's I mean, that called? The Last Stand or something? Um, uh, Last Blood. Last Blood. Yeah, that, that one, makes that more one, sense. That, that one's, uh, yeah, the last stand was uh, Arnie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. And the last dance was Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> that was if he was in it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think maybe maybe two and four actually really do make me just think, fucking yeah, Rambo! Mm-hmm. Whereas the other ones, uh, I, I, I enjoy them, but I don't really shout out, yeah, Rambo. This one for me was for a long time my favourite mm. of of the trilogy, just purely because it was like the first one. It's the most ridiculous action film ever, and it's it still is. It's still right up there mm. if you think about it. That's why it's got like spoofs and everything because it kind of like lends itself to what one bloke, <laughs> but he's great. He's great in it. And I think it's it's a really really good film. And he's really looking fucking it. good in this. Yeah, he looks superb in it. But I, I just I love this film. Yeah, yeah. To really hammer home the fact to you guys, we like this film. We're not saying it's <laughs> terrible. It is, however, you've got to admit yourselves. I mean, this is actually the only Rambo film to be nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> so there is that, <laughs> but. It's not, you know, you wouldn't be putting it up there as one of the best films ever. It is cheesy. It's 80s action. So we are going to be covering all that sort of stuff on this podcast. No, great stuff. Really, really enjoyed watching it again. Yeah, so fucking back off. (laughs) Anyway, on to the film pitch. Go. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So here we go then, Ken. I'm thinking. Yeah. Afghanistan. Mm Mm-hmm. Or Iraq, or both. Veteran. Yep. Small town. Yep. Sheriff. Yep. Got a problem in his town with drug drug cartel. It's on the border. Okay. Uses a soldier to, to help um, rid the town of the, the okay, drugs. Okay, so we're, we're keeping the uh, small town sheriff motif of the original First Blood, mm-hmm. but we're throwing in that he wants the help of this drifter. Yes. Interesting. What a topsy-turvy way round, because uh, Brian Dennehy didn't want anything to do with it. No, but with with our casting of the sheriff, he's got to be, he's got to want the help. Is it Brian Dennehy? It is not. Okay. Who is it? It's Carl Weathers. <laughs> yes. Sheriff Carl Weathers. Yeah. In the little town of Weathersville. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cherry Blossom Valley. <laughs> Cherry Blossom Valley? Why not? That sounds New Mexico-y, doesn't it? <laughs> Are we going New Mexico? It's got to be on the border to Mexico, hasn't it? Is New Mexico on the border to Mexico? No idea. Maybe have a look. Oh. <laughs> you know, on the internet, don't go. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Don't actually go okay, to I'll Mexico s- and just have a look. I'll sit back down then. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It is. Texas has got a bigger border, but um, New Mexico does as well, as does Arizona and California. Interesting geography stats. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, or California, where you, where we where we, we headed? Can go New Mexico, and then we haven't got to you know we haven't got to adhere to any stereotypes, have we? Because we don't know what it is. Excellent. <laughs> well, there we go then. Right, Cherry Blossom Valley, New Mexico. I don't like the name. You, you fucking come up with the name. What do you mean you don't like it? <laughs> I don't like well, it. Stop saying this stuff Sorry. then. <laughs> okay, you come up with the name for the town. Um, Cleavage Valley. Brilliant. Yeah, because there's a couple of mountains that look like tits. Yeah. There we go. Speaking of tits, he's got two deputies. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Are we back in? We're in. Reporting for duty, Captain Carl Weathersar. Yes. Fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. This is an incredible franchise we've got ourselves here. So we need we need a hero. We've just got three of them right there. We need we need the main man. We need oh, a Rambo yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. I forgot I forgot what film we were doing. Yes. <laughs> Who should we get to play that man? Oh, if you say we need a hero, surely it's Bonnie Tyler's job to find out who it is. <laughs> Over to you, Bonnie. <laughs> I was thinking for a for a bad guy, we look up the army and he's like helping them smuggle. Okay. Colonel Deathhog. Who's yeah. playing Colonel Deathhog? Um, I'm thinking what about uh is it J.K. Simmons? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, wrote uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That's him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's in. Do you know actually who I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Love the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from Oz. What? That's Judy Garland, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I've written Judy Garland. No, <laughs> Judy Garland's not playing Colonel Deathhog. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We still need a hero, Ken. Who, who you reckon? Do we go Big Scott or is that too much now? Or we got, we've had him too often... I think he'd love to play Rambo, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, but it's not Rambo. Okay, what are we calling him? What about? Bamboo. Sambu. Jambu. Freedom. Jack. Jack Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah. Who's playing him? Are we getting Scott? Scott Atkins is Jack Freedom. <laughs> yeah. Should we give him a ring? Should we have him? Scott? It's been a while, hasn't it? When was the last time we worked with Scott? Probably the last film, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was at least two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, let's get him in. Okay. Yeah. Big Scott. He's in. You got the head of the uh, the cartel. Yeah. His name is Fandango Van der Vega. Wow. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? Yeah. Van der Vega. Yeah. Colombian drug cartel working for the Mexico cartel. <laughs> <laughs> you dig? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. 
That's twice the cartel for your buck. Yeah, he's played by Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> That's got Danny Trejo written all over it, and you've put Clint Howard in. He's, he's got to be younger. He's got to be sort of Scott Adkins' age. <laughs> so we've got to add a wig Clint to Howard. it. He's got to have a wig. Okay, he's got uh, Danny Trejo's hair. I'd say it would be good. The guy from uh, No Country for Old Men. Javier Bardem. Oh, that's better. I was going to say Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Javier Bardem. Okay. It's a great cast we've got here so far, except for me and you. <laughs> He's, he has uh, two two little henchmen. Oh, good. So we get to fight them. We do. Okay. Who are they? Clint Howard? Clint Howard and Ron <laughs> Howard. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, that's actually Clint Howard's autobiography. What, Ron Howard? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's named his autobiography. <laughs> Damn you, Ron. What a great name for an autobiography. <laughs> Forward by Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Ron Howard. <laughs> no, I think it's called The Boys. I think it is. So Clinton and Ron Howard, as. fearsome, as um, Pepe and Paco. Raban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paco Raban is the one everyone's heard of. That's Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe Raban. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that no one cares about. He made a line of perfume for dogs. <laughs> alive. It's alive. It's alive. Maybe there's a love interest for, for Scott. Yeah, okay. We've got to have some females in it. Here we go. Her name is um, Envy. Envy? Oh, dear. Doctor. Dr. Envy. Well, so she's jealous of doctors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bombay Envy. Dr. Bombay Envy. <laughs> What's she like? like? Bombay Mix. Dr. Bombay Mix. That's yeah, her name, yeah. Okay. Bombay Minx? That's ridiculous. Okay, no. Mix. Bombay Minx sounds like a film you were in. <laughs> Who's playing Dr. Bombay Mix? Who could realistically entice Scott Adkins? Hmm. You know, similar to Roadhouse, where he's, she's, is she a doctor? She, isn't she, she is, yeah. Like that. We need someone like that. Hmm. Denise Richards? Charlize Theron. Nice. I don't know if we'd get her, but Denise Richards is more reachable. Too she's old? In. No, she's fine, isn't she? She's fine by me. We've got a, an informant. Yeah. Un- undercover in the cartel. Is this a guy? Yes. You know who it is. Who's this? It's Peter the Male Man. <laughs> no way. He's Remember come, him? He's back. He's back. It's Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. For those who don't remember, Pete the Male Man, he's not a postman. It's just descriptive. He's it's just, purely descriptive. Yes, he's from uh, White Fire. White Fire! But you were willing to sacrifice 
Actually, from uh, Blood Thunder. Blood Thunder. Yes, I have a pitch at the end of White Fire. Yeah, he's the man who's um, he's just like an informant. He knows what's yeah, going on on the streets. Yeah, he's just the uh, the guy who knows, got his finger on the pulse. He tells um, Jack Freedom about what's going on in the town. He knows him from back in the day. Sees him in the bar, and immediately just tells him everything. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, seemed like who are those two rowdy looking freaks? And it's like that's Pepe and Paco Pablamus. <laughs> the grapefruit brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh Are they are they in the uh the saloon uh, whooping and a hollering? Uh yeah, Pepe's shooting his pistolas up in the air. Oh man, isn't that always the way? And Paco's um doing the helicopter with his no Paco's um <laughs> Playing cards. Yeah, earning loads of money. Yeah. Yeah, whilst Pepe is just dicking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he comes to town, you know, he's, he's just a, he's a drifter, a loner. Jack Freedom. A running drifter, loner. <laughs> Jack Freedom. Uh, he gets in the bar fight, started by the Pablo Mooses. But, of course, uh, he's not starting anything, is he? Jack Freedom ends it, and uh, maybe Paco shoots Jack Freedom. Dead. <laughs> uh, shoots Jack Freedom, which is when he has to get pack- patched up by Dr. Bombay Mix. And uh, when he gets... I don't think he gets shot. He's got to get an injury, so he knife. gets... Knife. by knife. Paco. Yeah. Yeah? It's a knife. Okay. Knifed by Paco in the in the buttocks. Yeah, right in there. <laughs> yeah, and that's when he first meets Carl Weathers. Right in the hospital. Yeah, Carl Weathers has got a similar injury, <laughs> but we never find out why. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not one to tell us. No, he had something removed from him. <laughs> Being in the town, freedom. He goes and he gets uh, lodgings at the local. Bathhouse or whatever the fuck they have down there. I think it is a bathhouse. Yeah. Yeah. He says, can I have a bath? No, not in my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'll try next door. (laughs) Yeah. Just hanging around the town, he finds out that uh, the people are uh, fearful. They're scared. Maybe a child gets killed in a crossfire of a drug deal gone wrong. Bloody hell, that is a hazardous, isn't it? And that's a child that uh, Jack Freedom befriends beforehand. Maybe he's playing guitar on the stoop. And Jack Freedom goes over and accompanies him with his maracas, with his freedom maracas. Gets his maracas out. Yeah, and joins in. And the kid loves it. He rattled his maracas next to me, (laughs) is what the song is. Yeah, and he's on the stoop playing his guitar, and uh, you see Jack Freedom watches from across the street as the guitar falls to the ground, covered in blood. Kid's dead. It's Paco. Paco's the one that shoots. No, it's actually, it's Pepe. Yeah, because he's wild firing. Wild fire! <laughs> <laughs> 
originally he's just passing through, you know, he's just staying a few days. He's heading down to uh, Mexico himself. But with the death of this kid he's befriended, he decides to wreak horrific revenge on the entire Mexican <laughs> cartel. Good thing he wasn't a pen pal. What's the kid's name? Little, little... Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, little Richard. <laughs> It's Little Richard. That's why he's so good at music. <laughs> yep, Little Richard. Who plays Little Richard? Maybe you could play him. I think I could. <laughs> a dual role for me. Yeah. You know those like you know in uh, shooting stars they have the little legs they put over people's shoulders. Perfect. So I'm just a, a my face through a like, like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the guitar. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Yep. So I get double pay, I guess. Nice. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So Ken B. Wilde plays uh, Little Richard, Deputy um, Huey. Are you? No, you're Johnny. No, you're Huey Dandy, aren't I'm you? Huey Dandy. Huey Dandy, and also Little Richard. Wow, I'm adding it to me cast. And uh, yeah, we get the big showdown in the town eventually, I guess. Carl Weathers, me, you, Jack Freedom. Um, is this when Fandango van der Vega, he rolls into town? Yes. Yes, called by the Pablo Moose. Well, uh, we Moose. actually, we run the um, the Pablo Mooses out of town for the next deal, like Freedom does. So that's when the big man turns up. What, what's Colonel Deathhog got to do with any of this? Well, he's uh, he's allowing them to get through the border to do the drug deals. He's greasing palms and his own ass. <laughs> That's when he comes down and sees what the hell's going on in this town. Does he uh, fly into the middle of the town in his uh, chopper? No, this is um, Van der Vega. Oh, right, okay. Does he just ride into town in his low rider? He rides into town in a limo. Oh, what, in the middle of bloody Cleavage Valley? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It's dangerous terrain out there. Flanked by people on motorbikes. Yeah, you see, he should be in a, like a Hummer. Limo. Okay, no, a Hummer's a better idea. Yeah, he's in a Hummer. A stretch Hummer. Yeah. Yeah, it turns up and it's freedom. And, uh, of course <laughs> it is. <laughs> Hooray! He's threatening to kill him, but then the, um, you know, Carl Weathers says, you know, he just wants a, you know, peaceful, this is this is working, and there's no bloodshed in the town. So when he turns up, Fandango, and threatens to kill freedom, we, we join his side, and they, they all leave, and then they call in Death Hog. Dispatching Death Hog. What do you think to that? Yeah, so well, he's got loads of henchmen. He's bringing in henchmen, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So he deploys the henchmen. You've got freedom. He's he's like... Yeah, you do. Hiding. We all do. He's We've hiding. all got freedom. Hidden freedom. Stealthy freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like appears. Maybe throws a knife. Vanishes. Misses. <laughs> and his misses. <laughs> yeah, vanishes back into the shadows. Who's he throwing a knife at? Uh, henchmen. Which one? All of them. One knife goes through all of the henchmen. <laughs> They're in a line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's particularly strong. Yeah. No, of course not. He's got more than one knife. How many knives has he got? Where's he got them from? Eight. Eight knives. Uh, military stock. He's got, he's got he's his... brought them back with him. He's got his, like... Um... Yeah, it's like a chef's bag full of knives. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, like, his, his footlocker from... His kit, um... Yeah, his kit bag. Yeah, his kit bag, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's got, yeah. Yeah. Full of knives. Yeah. And guns. So is that a drug deal that uh, he, he turns up at and kills everyone in it by being stealthy? Um, I think... I think he's just there when the drug deal happens. Where is he? 
It's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> just, just fucking walk. Is he lost? Just sat on the floor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the street. Is he in a bar or something? Yes. And that's where it is. The and saloon. It, he's ignoring it. You know, he's, he sees it, but he's not having anything to do with it until they threaten the woman who works in the saloon. Oh, yes. Yeah. What's her name? Um, Titty. <laughs> no, no, no. I knew you were going to go with that. I knew it. As soon as I heard the first one, I was like, he's getting wankening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know the names. Um, Esmeralda Cornhole. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and she's being uh, harassed. This is the girlfriend of Huey Dandy. Really? Yeah. I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm so fucking shocked, Ken. Well, yeah. Wow. It's played by Salma Hayek. She's back. Jesus. Damn right, I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> right, I'm happy with that then. Let's call it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we go off and live happily ever after. In the ensuing melee, she gets shot and killed. For fuck's sake. <laughs> She gets killed by Pepe Pablamus. No, I don't want her to be killed. She's killed. Do we get a sexy? <laughs> what? After? No, no, you don't know. <laughs> yes, after. <laughs> no, you do not. Before? No, you might get a sex scene with Pepe if you, you keep this up. Are we in any scenes together? <laughs> Who? Me and my girlfriend. Yes. Thank you. You say hello, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a bit of backstory. Obviously, we see you and your your girlfriend, who's the bar owner and whatever. You know. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. But yeah, she gets killed uh, during this. Uh, that is a shame. This bar isn't it? brawl. That's a shame. I had you, high hopes for our future. You blame Jack Freedom. Why did I not blame Pepe? You killed her. But you also blame him. I can blame two people. Yeah. Yeah. But he started the the fight. Freedom. You see. Everything was going fine, smooth, fine and dandy, some would say. <laughs> Until Jack Freedom got involved. Yeah, but Jack Freedom was defending the honour of Esmeralda Cornhole. He was, because uh, Pepe backhanded her. Fucking hell. So Jack Freedom stood up and attacked. And in the melee, a shot rings out. Mrs. Freedom shoots Esmeralda. And she dies. In her ample breast. And so you swear revenge on Paco Pablamus. No, Pepe Pablamus. I'll tell you what, I'll take them both down for that. Nobody kills Esmeralda Cornhole <laughs> on my watch. You actually say that, use this dialogue. Yeah, You're right, yeah I am, yeah. yeah. Just because I'm in love with her. And uh, maybe we don't need a colonel, to be honest. What the fuck's he doing? Do we get rid of the colonel? I think he flies in. We have to, we have to keep somebody. It's Rambo, isn't it? Yeah. It's supposed to be Rambo-esque, so yeah. we've got to have some sort And he of knows military. him. Jack Freedom knows Colonel Deathog. Because he screwed him over in Afghanistan. Yeah. Don't know how. Because uh, he fucking called the chopper away, didn't he? As he was about to be extracted, just like Rambo 2. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, that's how. You're yeah. right. Yeah. That's the connection. Yeah. Because he was also he was getting to... He, he found out evidence that uh, Afghanistan were um, smuggling in opium. From? Afghanistan. Afghanistan was smuggling opium from Afghanistan. Yes. To where? To uh, America. To Cleavage Valley, New Mexico. Yeah. To the to the Mexicans. To Fandango Van der Vega yes. himself, direct. Yeah. yeah. And he mentions it to Death Hog, and that's when he leaves him. 
Why would he mention it to him at that point? He's his commanding officer. Because he doesn't know he's dirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, okay. So Jack Freedom's got no one he can trust except for Carl Weathers. Yeah, and Isn't us. that always the way? Yeah. And yeah, but I'm at loggerheads with him. Well, that's true. After my girlfriend got killed. Yeah. Wow, this is such what a... What a tangled is, web. Oh, what, a, what a dynamic we've got going on, eh? Yeah. But you decide, you know, you put it behind you. There's a fight scene between you and um, Jack Freedom. It lasts about 30 seconds. <laughs> he beats the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me. You've got to put him up. Yeah, he's had yeah. enough. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm doing the 1920s <laughs> boxer stance. What I'm thinking... Uh, what I'm thinking kicks the fuck out of me. What I'm thinking is, we arrest Jack Freedom at the scene, because obviously the bar brawl, and you watch your weighing in the cell, like Carl Weathers, me and you turn up, open the cell... You do the classic undoing the... Yeah, take me jacket off. Yeah. And Get it's me like, cufflinks, roll me sleeves up. Yeah, just five, give me five minutes with him. And then uh, we watch in and then it's just shots of me and Carl Weathers. And Carl Weathers right, you're right, he's had enough. And took cut back and he's just <laughs> fucking on top of you. It's just me. <laughs> a bloody mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you put your, your fighting gloves on. Just like <laughs> you yeah. walk in off 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 camera, and it's just me and Carl Weathers watching. We hear the scuffle. I say, just give me five minutes, Sheriff. Yeah, five minutes. It's like we owe you that much. And so you go in with your fighting yeah. gloves on. Five minutes alone. I say. <laughs> we watch for about thirty seconds. We hear the scuffle, and then Carl Weathers says, "All right, he's had enough," and cut back, and <laughs> Scott's yeah, just, just beating the shit out of course him. Of course he has. Just throwing you against the wall repeatedly. <laughs> It's like Jason Voorhees in the sleeping bag. (laughs) (laughs) Just by my feet. (laughs) Did I get him? Thanks, Sheriff. And you're just like, all right, we'll call it quits. (laughs) We'll call it a draw. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. And that's when we turn on our attention to our uh, (laughs) our mutual enemy. Yeah, whilst I'm taken to the hospital. Yes. And put into a coma instantly. (laughs) Yeah, well... With Kelly, the bleed on the brain, Ke- Kelly, <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> Looking at your dick, yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I've got a great bloody character here. My girlfriend's uh, Salma Hayek and Kelly LeBrock looks at my dick. Yeah. Oh, man. It's the best of every world I've ever been in. Except but, for the fact that you'd be in a coma. coma. <laughs> yeah, apart from I'm comatose after being beaten to death. By Scott Adkins. What a way to go. Yeah. I'm happy with this. So anyway, we... we, we, we plus, plus, I was Little Richard. <laughs> for a few minutes. Yeah, you got to live so, the dream. Honestly, it's not going to be better than this. Well, little Richard dies after that. You know, he's he's going to leave town. Little Richard dies. He, he's, he's, this, this this town's seen too much. I'm, we're going to have to. I'm going to have to step in and help them out and get rid of this. And that's when we have the big fight scene at the end. Obviously, um, Huey Dandy gets revenge on Pepe. Is it Pepe? Yeah, it is Pepe, isn't it? It is indeed. Yes. So it's you and him in a in a big big fight. Am I out of the coma? No. Nope. Or am I still in it? Because that's not fair. Me versus Clint Howard, but I'm in a coma. Yeah. What I like is the thought of it happening in like the main street of the town, and then we cut to the <laughs> hospital where Clint's on top of you just punching <laughs> your lifeless fucking body. <laughs> or oh, we are in the street, and he's wheeled me there. We have. It, we've wheeled you yeah, there. We need all the, Carl Weather says we need all the numbers we can get. <laughs> so we've wheeled you in. With an extension lead. Yeah, and a uh, nurse. So I'm still plugged in. <laughs> yeah. Kelly LeBrock, she's still there. 
<laughs> Just looked peering under the sheets. Yeah, still going, please get beaten to death. <laughs> please don't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Which you is know. funny because that's what all the other characters say. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before when I was pretending to be asleep. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So no, Ken, Ken's out of the coma and he, he's back with us to um to face off against the cartel. Ken obviously kills Pepe Pablamus. In hand-to-hand combat? By hand-to-hand, you mean you shoot him, yes? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. Well, that's what I mean. Johnny Fine kills um, Paco. How do you kill him? Um, Just rip his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you do need a good death, because I've got a lot of action in this. Yeah, movie. I just rip his fucking head yeah. off, like a bowling ball, like two fingers in the eyes, one in the mouth. What, and then you just pull his head off? Mm-hmm. Nice. That's very powerful. Thank you. That's a very powerful move. Carl Weathers kills uh, Van der Vega. How does he do that? Rips his head off. <laughs> <laughs> very, very. He good. tries escaping in the in the Hummer, and uh, Carl Weathers goes after him on his um, on his horse. He's already. <laughs> I was going to say Carl Weathers is under it. Carl Weathers on a horseback. Nice. Jumps onto the roof. The classic shoot into the with with the horse. The horse, is, <laughs> the horse is on top of the car. No, the horse. We'll never, we'll never get the horse doing this. He jumps off the horse onto the roof. The horse carries on running alongside the. Mm. Carl Weathers takes a grenade that he got from Jack Freedom. Yeah. Pulls the pin, throws it into the car, jumps back onto his horse, and the car blows up with Van der Vega in it. That is incredible. That's Carl does Weathers. De, uh, does Fandango Van der Vega? Does he get uh, last words? Yeah. What is it? Pablo Moose! <laughs> <laughs> well, he just shouts grapefruit in, <laughs> in Dutch. He says, uh, he, you know what he shouts? It's not going to be that, is it? No, he shouts Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff. And Carl Weathers, to get off the truck, backflips and lands on the saddle. Hallyoop! Yeah. Does he do that? He does. Yeah. Still got the cowboy hat on. That's brilliant. Yeah. When I die, I want my last words to be Carl Weathers. My, me, mine too. Maybe it will be. <laughs> Maybe it'll be both of us screaming that as we get zipped into a hold all <laughs> and dumped in a river somewhere. Yeah. If he ever hears these, we will. <laughs> One of these days you're going to really piss me off. And then uh, it's left to Jack Freedom to kill Colonel Deathog. Who's flying in, listening to uh, Ride of the Valkyries. Yes. Perhaps, by Wagner. Maybe it's a, he tries escaping on his uh, helicopter and he jumps on, holds on to the, um, the feet of the helicopter, Jack Freedom. They have a little fight in the helicopter itself mm-hmm. and maybe he crashes the helicopter into one of the, the valleys, the hills. Yeah, one of the cleavage. Yeah. Tip Mountain. Yeah, jumps out just in time to save himself, lands in a tree or a bush, knowing Scott Adkins. Yeah, or he just falls. Maybe he falls and lands on... Uh, Carl Weathers catches him on his horse. Yeah, one-handed. Yeah, and f- swings him up and lands yeah. on the back there. Yeah, <laughs> from a helicopter. <laughs> Shouts alley-oop again. Yeah, and then um, uh, Colonel Deathhog has the old uh, John Lithgow death from uh, Cliffhanger, where yeah. he just looks up in time to see the, the hill coming towards him and blows up. Does he shout tits? Shouts Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> he sees him in his horse. <laughs> Perfect, perfect last words there from both villains. Yes, and (laughs) (laughs) 
Carl Weathers, thanks to Jack Freedom for all he's done, even though, you know, this won't be the end. This is just, you know, now that we've angered the cartel, there's only fucking three people. (laughs) (laughs) And two fucking idiot brothers. (laughs) They'll be back in greater numbers, and Jack Freedom says, my work here is done. (laughs) He's not sticking around. No, no, he's he's a drifter. drifter. Drifters don't stick around, that's the point. Yeah, uh, because you see him walking off, and uh, you're like... Sheriff, you realise that uh, this is only the beginning, and now that we've done this, it's, it's going to be even greater force coming down on us now yeah. from the cartel. We've uh, we've woken the sleeping bear. We've kicked the hornet's nest. We've tickled the viper's buttocks. And Carl Weathers says, just look at him go. And you see, uh, you see Jack Freedom running, sprinting up the road <laughs> <laughs> to end it. <laughs> Just high speed. Yeah, for no reason, like in Toast of London. <laughs> it's just sprinting for no reason. Yeah, and Dr. Bombay Mix is there as well, shedding a little tear. I forgot about Bombay Mix. Yeah, she's shedding a tear as he runs away. <laughs> she's running after him. She's like, wait, I'm going with him. Yeah, I think as well, after he's running off, he's being chased by Dr. Bombay Mix. Yes. I think when he says... Sheriff Carl Weathers, you realise that this is only the beginning. And he looks at him and he says, My God, go get him back. And Pete, the mailman, also sets off sprinting. I thought you were going to say Carl Weathers, me, and you were both sprinting on the road after him. <laughs> we haven't got time for that. We've no. got to tidy up the town. Yeah. No. And Pete, Pete, the, mailman. Pete the mailman runs off as well. So yeah. there's three of them. All sprinting up the road at different stages. Yeah. Yeah. As the credits roll. Yeah. I like it. And that's it. And that sets up a sequel potentially. It does. That's what I'm thinking. I'm so thinking when we do Rambo for, 3. <laughs> for Freedom 2. Maybe the film just should be called Jack Freedom. Nah. Freedom. Because <laughs> they changed the name of Cleavage Valley to Freedom Valley. Because of this guy that yeah. was there for less than a week. Yeah. We just wanted a bath in a house. <laughs> yeah, because they were never happy with cleavage. Some people aren't. That's true. Well, on that note, let's end this <laughs> film pitch. Tune in for Freedom 2, Electric Boogaloo, whenever we get round to doing another Rambo film. But in the meantime, I'll say thank you to my co-host, Mr. Kemby Wilde. Thank you very much indeed. What did you think to this week's film, people? Do you like Rambo 2? Where does it rank for you amongst the Rambo films? Is it your favourite one ever of all time? Is it not? Let us know. The email address, badmoviecourt at gmail.com. That's the alternative. Is it? Or is it not? You can find us on all social medias. Just search Bad Movie Cult. We're also on Facebook. We have a discussion group on there. If you search for Bad Movie Cult discussion group, we'll add you in. You can talk to like-minded individuals who love these type of movies. We're all on there. We're chatting away. We're chatting about films that aren't even covered on the podcast. Come and join us. Why not, eh? What do you reckon, Ken? I think you should. About bloody time, isn't it? Yeah. We're also on YouTube. Give us a like and a follow on there. Not a follow, what's it called? Subscription. subscription. Yeah, give us a subscription on there. You can do a, a an Apple Podcast rating or review. You can review us on Spotify. They're all massive helps in getting us found by new listeners, so it is greatly appreciated. Any platform you're on, give us a like. Give us a rating. Give us some money. Yeah, money would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like good pods, tip jar. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I've, I had a look actually. Do you know how much we've got? Go on. None. Oh, superb. Yes. I knew it was worth setting that up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back to the grind then, I guess. We'll see you again in a week's time where we will be back with a bonus episode, so no film pitching that one, I'm afraid. 
But, you know, you can't have anything. How about you fucking give us some money, you bastards? Yeah, we, maybe if you give us some money, we could do this for a living. Well, not that much. Even just anything, to be honest. We're on zero. No, 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 maybe if somebody could just pay us full-time, both of us. Or just a pound here and there. I'll pound you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> At ease, Johnny Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. They do like a prostitute, don't they, the Vietnamese?